You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Break a Bat podcast where baseball meets Broadway, an attempt to show that my two favorite mediums don't have to live in such separate worlds and maybe even break some stigmas. We're happy to have you with us. Now let's play ball. Hello and welcome to Break a Bat, where baseball meets Broadway and sports meets show business. I'm your host, Al Malafronte, coming at you for the Broadway Podcast Network. Uh, you know, so often I love providing some context when I welcome hitters with work that's played a huge role in my creativity going all the way back to my childhood. I want to take you back to that nine-year-old kid on a summer night, 1999, with my dad and my sister, Megan, uh, going to Cheeburger, Cheeburger in Port Washington, and then making that short walk over to Soundview Cinemas, where we'd be seeing a movie that's still super close to my heart and such a huge part of the fabric of that special summer. My um, love of the New York Yankees was certainly at its peak back then, the heart of the Joe Torre dynasty. I was in the early stages of my lifelong love affair with baseball. Uh, however, well before I knew who Derek Jeter was, one of my very first big passions as a kid was the world of the Muppets. Uh, back to that July mi- night for a moment. Uh, we went to see Muppets from Space. It's a night that stands out for so many reasons, even beyond that special family time. Uh, it was right around then that I began to study who was creating all this as far as that Muppet magic goes. Uh, cinematically, the whole visual was a sight to behold. The jokes were punchier than ever. And I knew right away we were in for something special as soon as Gonzo was trying to get onto Noah's Ark. Tonight, we're lucky enough to welcome two of those creatives behind that film and so many others that we'll certainly dive into. One being the film's storyboard artist, Gene Beretta, who, in addition to his contributions to Muppets from Space, is also an incredible artist and author. And I could probably say right-handed hitter based on how he's swinging away right now. And he's got uh, <laughs> countless award-winning children's books on the back of his baseball card. He's also done quite a bit of animation and writing for Sesame Street. Uh, what this guy's able to do with watercolors, by the way, is incredible. I just marvel at his work. And our second special hitter is the incredible actor and puppeteer, Bill Beretta, the man behind Pepe the Prawn, Johnny Fiamma, Bobo, in recent years, Dr. Teeth, and Rolf the Dog. Uh, not only is he the official Muppet captain these days, but his work has played a huge role in the Muppet universe for over 30 years now. Uh, a lot like our friend of the show, Steve Whitmire. I think he was really one of those guys that was able to keep Jim Henson's spirit and vision alive with the, sh- with, you know, the Muppets. And he's absolutely hilarious, as you'll hear shortly. 
As you might guess, these two fellows are siblings, known to most people simply as the Beretta brothers. And over the course of this crazy past year and a half, the two of them have provided folks with such a great escape and so many laughs to their new video and podcast series appropriately titled The Beretta Brothers. I'm so grateful they could both join us tonight. So with that being said, I ask you all to please turn your attention to Home Plate. Just beyond the marquee, now batting Gene and Bill Beretta, the Beretta Brothers. Welcome. Jelly arm, pitch a guy to jelly arm. <laughs> this is going to be absolute chaos because I think this is the first time that we've ever had three Italians together in the batter's box here on Break About. I'm so pumped about why this. Don't we have, why don't we have an antipasto in front of us? Yeah. Oh, well, I know yeah. you brought uh, some uh, Fuji and you bring the super sod tonight or what do you got? No, he doesn't eat that good stuff anymore. No, 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 no. He doesn't know what it's like to have a nice sausage. He does. No, it's gone. How long now, Gene? Well, well, I was vegetarian for about five years and vegan part of that time, but I'm back to fish and chicken. No um, salami, no prosciutto, no soppressata, no cheesesteaks. Well, oh I can't have God. cheese because of my, I have a weird stomach. So, so steak and cheese. started this whole thing. Yeah. What can he eat? Not too much. <laughs> Water ice. No, <laughs> 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 oh my god and i mean meanwhile bill you're out in la how's the italian food out there uh, it's good in my home there's there's only a few places out here who what and Sorry, i was gonna say who that. does the cook who does the cooking oh, you or your wife i love to cook i love to cook i i i used to, uh, ever since i was little i would make raviolis with my grandmother and uh I always like watching my mother cook. My mother and grandma are amazing cooks. And so I learned a lot of stuff from them. So I love to cook. I cook all the time. Yeah. But there's some places out here. Uh, shout out to Angelino's. Great place. Uh, oh, I've never been but, yeah. there. Okay. Well, no, it's in, it's in uh, North Hollywood, actually, called Angelino's. Yeah, to tell you the truth, it's probably been about 10 years since I've been out to Cali. But Gene, I feel mm. for you, though. I mean, the fact that you, you, you're you a train ride away from New York. The fact that you can't even have the pizza. I know that you mentioned your oh, stomach and stuff. And I mean, the cheesesteaks is one thing, but just to be able to have the New York <laughs> slice, it's accessible for you. <laughs> and yeah, pasta. I mean, I, I, I do miss a lot of it, but it's been... I've, I'm not, I've never been a big foodie, so it's been a little easier to get by, but, uh, yeah. If I see, see how good stuff, he looks and I'm just fat, right? Right. So, that's the, that's the advantage. I look like I'm 10 years younger than him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe you're thinner. I don't know about 10 years younger. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. Gene and I are both wearing hats, and Gene's probably got what, like, twenty years on me. I'm sure our regular audience does. <laughs> he he has a w way better head of hair than I do, and certainly Bill, you do too. You don't even need to rock the hat tonight. <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia is a great place for food too. Oh my god! You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. There used to be a place there when my sister went to Villanova. Actually, we used to go okay. to a place called La Casagna. I live, like, I live a mile from there. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you got the. What's that? The, it's like King of Prussia area over there, Bryn Mawr. Yeah. Our mom, yeah, I'm, I'm in Bryn Mawr, and my mom yeah. used to live in King of Prussia. 
Oh, wow. Oh, it's such a great city. I wish I wish uh, she would go to some more alumni weekends and bring me along. I mean, she was in a pretty good-looking <laughs> sorority and everything. That would have been good, too. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed my well, parents' weekends. If you do come weekends. this way, by the way, let me know. Heck yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love that. And, uh, you know, I meant to ask you, what part of the country did... Uh, so I could be out of town. <laughs> I know well, we're, we're facing our challenges doing three, uh, three folks on at once, but, uh, <laughs> but what you know, town you said? Yes. Um, well, I grew up in Long Island, but my sister hmm. Villanova was right. And I think it was bring Bryn Mawr though, was the, uh, the area where she went. All right. In Vill- oh, where well, Villanova is. Well, Villanova is in Villanova, but it's the oh, next okay. so it's own town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next town, Rosemontan, Bryn Mawr. Yeah, we grew up in Bucks County, which is oh, yeah. uh, north of Philadelphia, about like a half hour north of Philadelphia, near Washington's Crossing, where Washington crossed the Delaware. Uh, that's kind of where we grew up. But our, our family all comes and started from you know, well, from Italy, but you know, uh, landed in Philadelphia and Camden, New Jersey. So. Yeah, now, Gene, you went to school in Philly for high school. Then, Bill, you went to school in Jersey? No, no. We both went in Bucks County. We both went to a school in Pennsylvania. And then Gene went to high school in New Jersey. And then I followed him. Yeah, uh, our, My high school went on strike the year I was starting 11th grade. So I went to the last there. two years. <laughs> it was all because of me. <laughs> it was so embarrassing for my mother. She was like, oh, no, they look at the signs. No gene, no gene. It was really <laughs> sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard I you guys I... talk in the... Go ahead, Gene. Go ahead. No, I was no, going to say, gonna... I've heard... <laughs> Now we're just trolling no, the audience. You couldn't, <laughs> have, you couldn't have written we that just raise bit. our hands. Let's yeah, just raise you couldn't have that bit any better. That was just like a, a comedy routine. <laughs> Let's just keep this all in, honestly. I'm totally down all with right, that. Sure, just, but it's funny, though, because I've heard in the past that it was Eugene who used to kind of be the ringleader in the house and make Billy act in all your shows. Isn't that kind of how it worked? You were probably more of the troublemaker. Who, me or him? Who you? Well, well, I would get, I would, yeah. I mean, because I'm four years older, so I would coordinate all the activities and things. And I would all. It also gave me the freedom to persuade him to take blame for things that I did, because <laughs> I would always say, "Just say you broke it," because m- you're younger. Mom won't be as mad, mad at you. you know? And I'd go, "Okay, <laughs> <You know? laughs> jump off the roof so I can film it in slow motion." Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let me set you. Let me set you on fire because the, <laughs> the tree, the tree house is it burns down to the ground. But we need to light your shirt on fire. Okay. <laughs> that actually happened. Was there? Was there? Were there flames in the house? And uh, oh, well, our tree. It was supposed to look like it. And then he tried to well, set me on fire. Wait, were there flames in the house on a separate oh, occasion? That. Well, that's a different thing. Can yeah. I tell that one? Sure. Please do. Yeah, I was. Our, my, our bedrooms were on the second floor down each end of the hall, and mine was next to the bathroom. So I'm talking to my cousin on the phone, and I see Billy <laughs> running into the bathroom and run back Wait, out. Tell me how old we are. Tell me how old we are. So we're um, early to mid-teens. Early 12 teens. And f- like 7 and 12 or something, right? Seven or and 8 and 12, something like that. Yeah, tw- so he runs in, he runs out with a cup of water, so I don't make anything of it. He does it two or three more times. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I put the phone down and I look down the hall and his bed's on fire. 
and he's trying to put it out with a little like bathroom <laughs> cup of water. And I shout, Mom, no, Billy's bed's on fire. And fortunately, we had some other uncles there, and they carried granddad. a flaming it was, mattress. It was granddad and dad. They were the only two. Just the two? Yeah. They carry a flaming mattress down the steps and throw it out into the snow out front. And so, oh, whew, gosh, what happened? What could have what what had to cause the fire? Now, you, didn't, you didn't give it away right away, right? I don't think you no, confessed right away. Yeah, Ew. he wanted he wanted to see what the fringe on his bed sheets looked like with a flame behind them. So, <laughs> so that started the fire. So we all figure, oh, good, we survived it. And suddenly, my mom, the drapes in my mom's bedroom on the first floor are on fire. And he did the same thing there. But well, but, but, always- but this was the best part, right? So I don't know if you can picture this. So imagine the front door of the house, right? And the staircase, right as you walk in the in the house, the staircase goes up. But next to that is a hallway, okay? It's like a walk. You can walk now straight. If you walk in the door, you keep walking straight down this hallway. You come to another hallway, and you can make a right. You go down that hallway, and there's two doors. You can go into my mother and father's bedroom or into a den. So <laughs> somebody <laughs> in my family said out loud, <clears throat> oh, my God, it was a freak accident. When you were taking the bed out of the house, a spark must have gone down the hallway, <laughs> around the corner, and into the bedroom and hit the drapes. hard right. And I was like, yeah, right. that's what happened. That must have been the benefit of a doubt. I said, yeah, okay, my I son's did the not bed. a pyro. Yeah, I said, I did the bed. Yes, I'm so sorry I did the bed. But that, how did that flame go? What a freak accident that was. Oh my yeah. God! Hey, you survived. Yeah. There was no wooden spoon then. I'm guessing, so you made it out. Oh no, piece. no, I got help for sure. I mean, I got, I got in trouble. That's for sure. I didn't have a bed then. I just had a bed frame. <laughs> that's right. That's I used to lay on the oh. floor in my bed frame. And do you remember? Uh, you just reminded me of something. You know, like if he was in trouble, he would run up to his room and dive onto the bed to get away. One day, I heard boom. And he actually ran upstairs into the dark room, forgetting there was no mattress, and fell right into the open frame onto the floor. <laughs> oh my god, that is so good! That is honestly so so good. It must have been so fun though, because I only I mentioned my younger sister Megan. I didn't grow up with brothers. I had a lot of Italian cousins, obviously. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I can only I imagine too. the fun that you guys had. That is so epic. So many things we got in. We got into trouble all the time. Our we our principal at school had <laughs> a file for both of us. So I, if I got in trouble at school, I would go and sit and wait to go into the principal's office. And I remember one time I'm sitting there. I don't know what I did. I think I threw a snowball at a bus driver or something. And I'm sitting there, and out comes Gene out of the principal's <laughs> office. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he was coming out, and I was going in. <laughs> oh my god that is so good wait were you guys catholic or public school kids public Public. okay yeah me me too honestly my my sister did the uh, catholic school thing for like three weeks it didn't you know didn't last very long the freshman year she was allowed to leave right away but yeah we we were the public school kids too always getting into trouble didn't didn't you get in a little trouble for being in the principal's office and laughing at his daughter's photo or something (laughs) Yeah. What'd you laugh at? His no, daughter's it terrible. Photo. She it was just I don't know, you know, kid, I was just I was just stupid. Kid, I just 
I started laughing because the picture just made me laugh. You're like, what are you laughing at my daughter for? I said, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh he would just walk God. by. This is a visual, but he would walk by. He wouldn't even call our names. We would watch him, hey. and he would just gesture with a finger, like, this way. This yeah. way. <laughs> Mr. Lair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I knew he wasn't an Italian principal because I mean it, no, the no. little finger point thing. If it was Italian, it would be come here and you know all yeah, four, no, all no. high he, fingers. He was, like, he was like, do you know who Fred Gwynn is? The actor by any chance, Al? Fred. I don't. Gwynn I know was, Tony Gwynn. Fred Gwynn was Herman Munster on the series The Munsters. Do you know that show oh, by sure. any chance? Do you know the series The Munsters? Well, he was big and tall. Yeah. He was a yeah. big, tall guy like that, and he looked like Fred Gwynn without makeup, you know, and all that stuff. But yeah. I'm glad you clarified that his face wasn't green. I didn't think it was, but I, I no, that was well, was in black and white though. You wouldn't have been able to know either way. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't have nuts in his neck or anything like that. You know, he was just a uh, <laughs> normal guy. Bolts, I oh. <laughs> now, by the way, I, just, I know the folks at home can't see this. Gene is wearing his uh, Philadelphia Phillies hat tonight. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, you did grow up in a very similar household that I did where your parents embraced both sports and the arts. I know you've talked before about how your dad was drafted to major play Major League Baseball. Do we have any idea if it was by the Philadelphia A's or St. Louis Browns? I know that there was some debate about that it before was the we A's. started. Definitely the A's. Definitely the A's. I'll go with that. I, th I remember the St. Louis Browns for some reason, but I'll go with Billy. Yeah. Now, were you Gene guys was, driving? Fact, to about oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Bill. No, no, no please. No, I was going to ask you I guys. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys on your podcast and vodcast have like 40 people on at once. Like, this is like kind of <laughs> new to me. So, <laughs> have the multiple guests together. But I was going to ask you, though, like, were you guys driving to, you know, the old vet? to go see Phillies games, listening to Frank Sinatra in the car. Like I was, you know, driving to Yankee stadium with my dad playing that music. Well, you know, we had, yeah. um, fortunate, we had an uncle who was a sports writer, um, who got us to go to all the games. You know, we used to go with our cousins, uh, to the different Phillies games, to the Sixers, you know, all, all that stuff. And, uh, Oh, there he is. That's our uncle Paul. Oh, that's a great picture. Wow. Look at that Phillies Jersey. He wrote for the uh, Bucks County Courier Times and then the Inquirer, right, Gene? Uh, I don't know about the Inquirer, but I oh, wasn't. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, but so that kind of was just great access to go to the sports games, you know, when we could. Um, <laughs> and then our dad, our dad was like into sports, you know. That was, I think, if he if he didn't get sick and didn't make it into, you know, and had to kind of not he couldn't continue on after being drafted i mean yeah, i think he would have been in sports all of his life but he was kind of a sunday uh you know watch the game guy bet on some games when when our parents divorced uh he, we, he would come every sunday to see us and one christmas i got this was in the early 70s and this it was odd to have just a, a miniature television set that mm. had a screen that was maybe eight by eight and oh how cool he said well, bring it bring it with you when i see you <laughs> that was really i think his way of having the games available when he was with us on sundays because <laughs> yeah we would just put the aerial up and he'd have the games in the car yeah he figured out how to plug it in they could plug it into the lighter yeah so we would watch yeah we we would uh 
go do whatever we were doing. And like, we would go to the movies and we'd be in there and he'd go, I'll be right back. And he'd go out <laughs> to the car and watch the game. <laughs> and you hear, yeah. damn it, Mike Schmidt, three strikeouts tonight. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. But he always played Sinatra on the weekends uh, when he would pick us up. So it was either, you know, it was, they call it Sunday with Sinatra. So that was always on the radio. Yeah. And he always yeah. has his way of singing. He always sang a split. The beat echo. After. Yeah. It was like an echo. Yeah. Uh, and I can't do it here. Cause we. Go ahead. You sing and I'll, I'll be, I'll do him. Okay. Um, uh, give me a song. Strangers um, in the night. Strangers in the night. Strangers in the night. Exchanging glances. Exchanging glances. In the in the, he would just always follow it, you know? So oh my God. That is so good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, Gene, you have like a real knack for uh, bringing historical figures to life in your children's books. You ever consider doing like a Sinatra or Louis Prima, who I know you love, Bill? Would you ever do like a book on them? <laughs> I would like to. I just, you know, be something to explore. I think for, for Sinatra's probably been done. You'd have to figure out what it is about their lives that are appealing to picture book age readers, you know? Right. Now, yeah. by the way, Bill, I'm sure you heard this by now that Gene went toe to toe with LeBron James recently. Mm. That's right. No. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. You, I, can honestly, yeah, right? I can honestly say I've competed against LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron your George James. Washington Carver book. That's right. You, I, I honestly, I mean, he's winning MVPs and you had a chance to beat him out for an NAACP award, just as prestigious, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I know you're, an, you know, an arts guy first, but I think you have a lot to be proud of on the sports front now. That's true. I, I would, it would be a great icebreaker if I met him, you know, but it was, it was this year, it was an NAACP image award and we were both nominated. Neither one of us won, but. I can always say I competed against LeBron James. Yeah. The book, by the way, was The Secret Garden of George Washington Carver, which I did not illustrate. I, I wrote it, but I did not illustrate that one. Uh, I mean, honestly, congratulations, by the way, just to be nominated is a huge accomplishment. And, you know, Bill, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, not to be outdone, you had a pretty banner spring, too, because I know you were off shooting for quite a bit for the Muppets Haunted Mansion. I saw the yeah. trailer recently. Very excited. Um, I know you've already accomplished a lot with the Muppets, but I kind of have to give you some extra props on this one because uh -oh. I'm going to go on a whim that it's yeah. you as the executive producer that we have to true. thank for bringing back the first Italian Muppet in Johnny <laughs> Fiamma. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, I am the executive producer on it. One of the executive producers on this thing. But yes, we got Johnny and Sal to come back for a little, some fun. I didn't even know about that until I saw the trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he was recently refurbished. Sal, I think, had been... No, well, I think maybe he needed a little work too still. But but uh, yeah, so we got to play. Brian and I got to play again. We had fun shooting it. Just to, you know put them on again and play around. People got a kick out of it on set. You know, I grew up like right in the heart of that mid nineties Muppet era. Cause I was born in 90. So I think Muppets and I might've come on like 95, 96 Six. there. Yeah. 96. 96. 
So yeah. I grew up with, of course, you know, the classics and Kermit and Gonzo and Fozzie and stuff. But yeah. I always loved, you know, those Muppets Tonight characters like Johnny, even Clifford. Mm. I love too, because he reminded yeah. me of, of a cousin of mine in some ways. And Clifford's all those great. like Muppets. Oh, he was right. It's like, where, yeah. where did they go for 15 years? At least Johnny's back. But I feel like they kind of got pushed to the side a little bit. Yeah, well, they so Johnny, Johnny and Sal were in Muppets from Space, and then I think they were also in The Wizard of Oz, Muppets Wizard of Oz. Uh, I think they were in a very merry Muppet. Yeah, they were in a very merry Muppet Christmas. I was in junior I high for that. Yes, I remember that. Were you, I'm not sure about Letters to Santa. I think they were in there, so they were around until probably then, and then. What happened? I don't know. We just, uh, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they just sat for a while. There weren't things for them to do, you know, they just weren't being written in. Um, and then, so to have them in something, they started to wear inside, they were starting to decay. And so it was a cost, I think, you know, was it worth just fixing them or did we have a reason to fix them? And so fortunately, this time around, there was some funds that we could then refurbish them and get them in, you know. What years? So, they did the Jerry Lewis telethon a couple of times. Oh, right. What years was that? When was uh, that? In the 90s, too? 2009 or something, wasn't it? That late? Actually, oh, okay. yeah, I think so. Something like that, wasn't it? Jerry, when did Jerry? We did, I think, the second to last, maybe third to last time Jerry did it. Was Jerry cool with you, Bill? Oh my God. He oh, was unbelievable. He, uh, so Brian and I met him when we went to, you know, we were going to do this bit. And so he wanted to meet us. And, um, we were at, where was it? <clears throat> we were at a hotel. It was done at the hotel and they had this big ballroom and they, they put up all these wall, uh, what do you call it? Little cubicles, right? In a sense for people to work in wasn't a proper office space, but they created one for the telethon and they were shooting it at this hotel. And so we went to meet him and he had this desk set up and I remember he had on, um, shorts, a golf shirt, red socks and loafers. And we walked over, we walked over to his desk and well, you know, he, he was so gracious. He said, hello, come on, sit down guys. I'm so happy you're here to do this. Please sit down. And we sit down, and within this time that we're talking, he goes, basically him, just him being him, goes through every probably impersonation you've seen of Jerry Lewis. So there's like the, you know, there's that version of Jerry Lewis. Then there's the Martin Short one where it's like, you know, sucking on a lozenge, you know, and it's very sincere, Jerry. And then he does... <clears throat> yeah, and then the emotion, then the emotional Jerry. You know, he was like, "I got to tell you guys, you, I just can't believe that you would do this. I think it's wonderful that you're here. Oh, what's this?" And he grabbed his, he grabbed his stapler off his desk and he stapled his crotch and he gave us each <laughs> a staple. It was like, it was like doing a bit, you know. You're and, like eighty uh, years old, probably at this point too, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He was just having so much fun. And then he said, um, he, he looked at me. He goes, "Are you Italian?" I said, yeah. He goes, would you like an ice pop? I said, <laughs> yeah. I goes, you want a red one? I said, yeah. So he turns around. He's got a little freezer. And he goes and he gets us all ice pops. And now we're all sitting there eating ice, red ice pops with Jerry Lewis. 
and uh, and and then he and then he starts to get emotional. You know, it's wonderful that you two will do this together. It's like Dean and I. I have to tell you, Johnny and Sal remind me of me and Dean. And he turns to his secretary and he goes, "I can't remember her name, but Eileen." Get the thing, I can't remember what it was called, but get the so-and-so routine. We never did this live. and uh, We never did this routine before, and I'm going to send it to you boys. And so he wanted to send us this routine that him, him and Dean only, only did live. Sorry, not never did live. They only did it live. And he wanted to give it to the boy. We never got it. It never came in the mail or anything. But it was so sweet that he, he actually saw him and Dean and Johnny and Sal. You know, he saw himself as Sal. Which I thought was really oh funny. Oh my god! Yeah, that is so cool. Was there like yeah. any ever any talk about that when you were pairing up those characters together? Like, let's make them like you know a no. Martin and Lewis type. No, it just Not happened organically. Yeah, no, it didn't actually. It's so funny. We never talked about those two as the influence, and I guess it's there without even mentioning it. But I my my thing was my father and my grandfather. You know, that's where they that's where Johnny for me comes from, and and kind of. A little bit of De Niro, or I guess, but that's kind of where that you know Johnny comes from. For for Brian, I don't know where that character comes from. For Brian, you know. By the way, it was two thousand and five when we met. Oh five! Oh wow! Oh yeah. my goodness! Now, Gina, I have a question for you, and I don't think it's ever been asked, and I'm really curious to hear your answer. Um, I will not marry least- you. <laughs> Oh, I've I've had enough issues with long uh, distance relationships, so I'll, I'm I'm holding off on that for a while. <laughs> I was going to ask you though, you know, in recent years, a lot of folks have kind of gotten to learn the backstory about Pepe. You know, with thanks to Muppet Guys talking, which Bill, I think he did a great job in, and he's also the oh, lead thanks. in the new Muppet special. Hey, of course, and you know, I have to ask you. One thing I've always been curious about is like, how surreal was it for you when you first saw what your brother was doing with this parody of someone you knew in the form of a King Prawn with like that dry, dirty sense of humor and manner of speaking, which I guess was based on your sister-in-law's aunt. Were you just beside yourself laughing when you first heard that? Well, I didn't, I didn't know who it was based on when I first saw it. That was, uh, you know that I I just did because I didn't know uh, Christina's grandmother, aunt. so I didn't make that connection. Her it was aunt, her aunt? Sorry, yeah. Jean didn't yeah. really know her that well. She because Jean was back east, right? We were out here, and her aunt lived out here, so he really didn't get a chance. Other than the wedding, and that was I don't even know if he ever got to spend any time with her. But yeah, mm-hmm. he didn't really know her that well. Yeah, sorry, I don't have a good answer for you. Oh, no, that's all right. I mean, even in recent years, though, like once did she realize on her own or did you guys have to tell her that it was based on her? Oh, no, no. She so she's gone now. But um, at the time, uh, yeah, we told her it was her and she was like, no, these are not me. Okay. You know, (laughs) and and, uh, we're like, it's exactly you. You know, this is exactly you. She's like, no, no. No, no, okay. no, no. Uh, but I can tell you really my, one of my favorite quick stories about her. This will give you a real sense of who this woman was and why, why I just wanted to become something, whether it was, I don't know, whether it was Pepe or anything else, something would have had to have happened. So she was, she had to have a triple heart bypass and 
she lived in San Jose, California. We live in Los Angeles. My wife and I live in Los Angeles. But the doctor, we wanted her to go to Cedar Sinai. My wife got her to come to Cedar Sinai Hospital, have the surgery there with this doctor. And so, um, so she was going to stay with us. So anyway, we go to the hospital to take her to the hospital. And she's having the surgery. She comes out of surgery on the stretcher. You know, they're bringing her out, and she still has the little oxygen mask over her face. And the doctor is at the end of the the bed as they're pushing it to her room and we're walking along and I'm walking along and it's this handsome, he's kind of a handsome bald guy, you know, good looking guy. It's the doctor. They bring her into the room and they get her set in. The doctor's kind of standing there and she goes, she has the, the thing on, she pulls it down. She goes, Bill, Bill. And she's calling me over and I go over and I go, yeah, what, what is, what is swear? Gilbrano. And I go, what? She goes, Jubrano. I go, Jubrano. She goes, Jubrano, Jubrano. And she points to the doctor. I go, Yul Brenner? She goes, (laughs) 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 She was the funniest lady, man. I couldn't believe it. She was cracking jokes coming out of surgery. God bless. Yeah, you talk about like that, the, all the inspiration you need right there. Holy cow. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Oh. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what's pretty interesting? I I talked about like the year 1996 before. I think that was the year that Muppet Treasure Island came out, which to my understanding is right around when you started to develop Pepe. To my understanding, the two of you were on set together at that point. And there's some pretty epic stories about like playing Beatles music and hanging out with Tim Curry. Let me ask you, when you look back on that. that? (laughs) I don't know, some some podcast vodcasts I watch once in a while. I forgot we talked about the stuff. Oh, I guess so when Kevin was on. I'm sorry, yeah. what was your question? Yeah, no, I yeah, that's right. Uh Jim the Jim Jim Hawkins, right. Yeah. And I rem- some of the like when you look back on that now, for example, I guess like Bill, that was the first major Muppet project you did and Gene, you were on set all the time to my understanding. Like, does it feel like that's twenty five years ago or what stands out the most when you look back on that? Oh man. Uh do you who goes first? Go ahead. I've been talking long enough. <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk either. All right. Well, it was, I wasn't there all the time. I was only there. I was visiting for, I think, a week. And it was a great week. Within the course of a week, aside from being on the set, 
uh, one of the Muppet performers, Louise Gold, was doing a session at Abbey Road Studios. So we spent a Sunday at Abbey Road Studios, which was a tr- heaven for us. I went to the London Museum where they were having a Jim Henson show. And one of the puppets that was named after me was actually on display there, the Eugene the Hunting Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, well, you toured around I with your sister-in-law a lot. She was like your YouTube... Yeah kind of just went everywhere while I was working, you know, when you say right, your sister-in-law, yeah. you mean your wife, right? My Paul? wife. Yeah. Christina, yeah. the two of she them were, set. you know, went everywhere together. Yeah. So, uh, and I got to do a couple of background characters too, aside from seeing all my friends there and meeting Tim Curry and Kevin, um, Bishop. and then Kevin and yeah, Bishop. Um, and so it, it was just an amazing experience and just to watch Billy work and, and, uh, everything you could imagine, you know, like in a fantasy scenario of going to a set or spending time in England. That would have been probably, am I right, Gene? That would have been your first time on a Muppet set, right? Cause that was my first Muppet movie. And I, uh, before that I did the animal show, but never, you weren't like on the actual classic Muppets, right? before then no because you're, you're not counting dinosaurs of course right no no I'm talking about like being on a set if, with kermit and all those right what about well when was that ziggy marley well that would have been after right the ziggy marley video would have been after uh maybe from, from up at treasure island oh yeah that was definitely after yeah sorry yeah, I guess it Al, was. we're just going to talk amongst ourselves no, this is this is paradise. Keep going. <laughs> I, I, I never thought Kokomo, of it, but I guess we, so. we did Kokomo video, but that I don't think no. you saw that. It feels like I would have met all the Muppets sooner, but I guess not. I it hadn't gone to Sesame Street yet because yeah. I was I hadn't worked on that yet. So yep. yeah. Yeah, Gene, you know, I wanted to ask you, because you're a master creative in your own right. And, you know, back in the day, quite the actor as well. I I think I remember you guys showing one of your Fiamma Brothers films that you had made. He's so good in those. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, like, you know, you talked about toying around with a couple characters in the background. When you see your brother doing his thing on set, are you ever tempted to jump back, you know, jump onto the set and actually do something like that speaks to your actual brilliance or, you know, maybe getting back into the performing side of things? No, I don't think I would get into the performing side. I, I like improvising and playing around with stuff, but I've never thought about being a serious actor. Um, I just love watching him work. I told him before one of the it's, you know, it's difficult when you grow up with somebody, but every once in a while you step out of yourself and you see it more objectively. And I remember I told you when they did the, uh, the O2 arena in London, um, for the, what was the actual name of that show? The Muppets of the O2, I think. Yeah. Muppets take the O2, I think was what we called it. Yeah, I was just—I was watching him, and he was doing Rolf at the piano, and you know they allow you to see the puppeteers, and they had—it was all videos shot by the audience, and just I remember watching him, and he's not only performing Rolf to a, you know, uh, flawlessly, but he's turned—he's turned singing to the audience as if he's also performing for them, and <laughs> while well, I'm looking at the monitor. And- <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were looking at? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember seeing the monitor there. Well, yeah, okay. they, they looked the you know they were kind of along the front edge of the the stage, so okay. so we could oh. all they were big ones, so they didn't look like little monitors. They were like big like you know sound monitors almost. You wouldn't know that those were screens okay. there. But yeah, it's so funny you said it. I guess I never thought of it that way. 
Yeah, and it was me just that, singing that out was to the audience. time where I thought, yeah, I just We're, thought, wow, look at that. I can't look what he's done. Look where he is. He's singing to thousands, tens of thousands of people. Uh, uh, just such a pro at it and enjoying it at the same time. So every once in a while, I get a flash of that where I can look completely objectively at it. That yeah. is so cool to hear. And I also have to ask you, when you were working on Sesame Street, were you in New York for that, Gene? Or were you, were you working remotely from Philly? Yeah, uh, well, I was living in two different places then because I, I just did, I did an, five animated shorts over two seasons. And uh, the year I started that, I was living in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I could do everything remotely. Um, and then the second year I'd moved back to this area and, uh, I was living with my mom at the time before, uh, before I met my then wife. Um, so yes, that was all remote, but I would visit the set a couple times, which was fun. Um, yeah. Do you guys have a favorite experience of working in New York City that stands out? Where the do you know if Bill, you were working and Gene, you just happened to be on set or even working together? Is there one that stands out more than the others? When we were together, uh, I, I'm not more than when we did things before any of the, any of this professional. Yeah. bullshit started. <laughs> we did, you know, we had more fun before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where we get freedom to just be ourselves. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we did work on a shot in Muppets Tonight once. Oh, yeah. Do you remember right. which one? Yeah. I was visiting. Uh, yeah, I was visiting for about a week or so L.A. when I had already moved back here. And um, they had a, an episode with Arsenio Hall and he was dressed as a clown and they had and. Uh, the following day he wasn't there but they had a dummy that was dressed like him that they were dropping out of the ceiling and they needed somebody to do a scream for the character <laughs> <laughs> so i was there and they put a microphone on me and i did the arsenio's scream as he fell through the ceiling and billy was doing clifford that day i was yeah because steve was doing kermit i think and you were doing clifford because I, I remember because I, I have vi I have video <laughs> of it, and you did a really good voice too. But I remember you going, "Ah, what happened? He hit the thing over there." <laughs> he hit part of the set. And, and wasn't Kevin? No, it was you. Wow. Huh. Yeah. He must have been doing Sesame Street or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you're taking me back to like the golden years here, like talking about like Clifford and Kermit together. Now I have to ask you guys, you know, you talk about working in like the professional setting. Um, I guess it applies to both of you. Cause I've heard both of these two gentlemen I want to mention speak so fondly of you. Um, quick baseball parallel, especially in the Yankee clubhouse back in like 05, 06, 07, the young guys were really intimidated to walk into a clubhouse with so many legends around. Mm. In your case, maybe like the equivalent of Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera is Frank Oz and Steve Whitmire. Did you guys just hit it off right away with those two or did that take some time given how established they were? Uh, well, for me, I the first time I ever met Frank was on dinosaurs um he gave me a little tip while i was inside of earl you know the, the suit performer in that um he said he said uh you know you might want to just have him like touch your face a little occasionally you know how people rub their chin or they go like 
scratch, a little itch they might have, or think about touching his face every once in a while. It will connect the head to the body. And he was so right. From up until that point, you know, the head was kind of almost separate. All there was everything was going on here with the body. But then when I started to do little things like that, it just connected the whole thing. It started to become one full character. Um, and so I, I didn't really get to know Frank until mm, we did a, a, some classic fairy tales thing. And I did an yes, Elvis Muppet character. Classic Theater. <clears throat> right, Muppet Classic Theater. That was the first time I think I worked next to him. But with Steve, Steve was the, you know, was the, the, the head of Robbie when we did dinosaurs. So I, I got to know Steve then Steve and Dave goals and Kevin clash. You know, if you're talking about some of those, uh, the corp kind of performers, um, I just got to know just by playing around just make having fun and joking. We just got along, you know, it just, for whatever reason, our sense of humor and playing and doing things. And, um, but with Frank, I, I didn't get to know Frank and, like that until later, you know, much later. Yeah. Gene, were you ever on Sesame street when like Frank and Steve were doing Bert and Ernie? Like were, were, did you ever happen to visit the set those days? Not when they were working. No. Yeah. I didn't get to see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've heard both of them and Steve even said it on my podcast, how much he adores, uh, how much he adored, adored working with you, Bill. And I've heard him say, you know, how much he adored Gene as well. And I mean, I love what you two used to do with like Pepe and Rizzo. It was just like, oh, we had, it was Steve and I had so much fun. Yeah. Stevie and I, I miss them so much, you know, uh, we just with Rizzo, just him and Pepe and Rizzo, we started to really find, you know, this really fun relationship and uh, our timing was just always good with each other. I don't know why, you know, it just, just would light up. Uh, we just could pick up each other's rhythms right away, you know, and we kind of knew where the other one's going without anticipating it. That's kind of an oxymoron or whatever you would call that. But uh, you know, that I, I kind of knew what was coming, but we could still relax into it and make it feel like it's really happening. You know, that's un- unusual, I think, when you're working with somebody. So I loved working with Stevie. It's amazing. It was a great double play combo, to use another baseball term. And uh, since we yeah. only have about, right? Yeah, right. You guys were, I mean, there was Henson and Oz up the middle at second and short. And then there's Beretta and Whitmire. If you, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to play a little game with you guys because I know we're short on time. Um, that we used to okay. wrap every show on Break a Bat. I think could be really fun to your styles of humor. It's called Fastball Derby. I want you to picture yourself in the batter's box, guys. Uh, ninth inning, game's on the line. Araldus Chapman is on the mound throwing 105 miles an hour, fastest throwing man ever who pitches for the Yankees, who will hopefully win the wild card game, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll ask you a question. You got to think quick. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, and I know that you guys wait, are wait, great. Can I, can I just do something too. real quick? Hold on one second. Can you hold on one second? Absolutely. Sure. Hold on one second. Yeah, I'll tell you something while he's oh, doing that. Well, last night I'm watching. Can you hear, can you hear me? Wait, hold on one second. Yeah. I, I have you on speaker. I'm doing I'm doing an interview for a show called Break a Bat. I thought maybe you could say hi to Al real quick. Al, this is Matt Vogel. Oh. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, nice to meet you. Well, nice to speak with you, Mr. Vogel. How said, are you? He called you Mr. Vogel. He said, how are you? Very fancy. 
and uh, thank you. But I'm doing fine. Great. How are you? I'm great. I just have to know. I hear you're a bit of a baseball guy. You rooting for the Yankees in the wild card game next week? He said, why are you such an asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he said something about a Yankees wild card. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know, my my hometown team is the Royals, but uh, but my second my second hometown team is the Yankees. Well, you've got a championship more recently than we do. I'm here. I'm curious to hear how Bill's going to translate that. He's probably going to like curse you out. Because, yeah, he right? called you an asshole again. So uh, God, we, uh, can I call you back? I'll, let me call you yeah, back. Yeah, call me back. All right, thanks. Yeah, no All right, bye. 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 Hey, Let's keep that quick, in there. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching Antiques Roadshow last night, and this woman brought a baseball that went back to the early days. And <clears throat> it was from what is on record as the shortest home run in baseball history. And I can't think of the guy's name, but he was really a short batter. And the baseball, it was a pouring rain, muddy as, as you can be. The ball went behind him, hit the top of his bat as he was had his arms cocked back, and it ricocheted down into the mud and covered itself. So nobody knew except him that it was buried there, and he ran the whole, all the bases, scored the home run, lifted the ball out of the mud, and had the shortest home run in history. What look the hell? See, we, yeah. yeah, I got to look that up because, you know, we go nuts about the Astros using cameras to cheat. That's just like a whole new level, like just oh, using wow. nature to your advantage there. That's crazy. Yeah. but Well, he didn't even plan it, of course, but it was, yeah. you know, he took advantage he just, of being the only one knowing. Yeah. Yeah. The umpire was scratching an itch or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're in the batters. We're in the batters. Box. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to do that. I apologize, but I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. I figured it was worth trying. Don't, apo- don't apologize. And Matt, okay. if Matt ever wants to come on and uh, talk Yankees, know. he's more than welcome. Yeah. He, he would love that. Probably. <laughs> but, uh, he would probably love that. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll let him know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Very good to know. But anyway, all right. Batter up, guys. Uh, first yeah. one's for both of you guys. Favorite Italian meal? Oh, shit. Uh, do we have to swing fast or can we think for a moment? You can, it's a big question, I, so you can think for oh a moment. Oh my God. Go ahead, Gene. I would go with breaded, breaded veal cutlet, even though I don't eat it anymore. Oh, man. Well, every Christmas Eve, my mother would make uh, pasta with truffle sauce. It was yeah. actually, and everybody like does, swears, no, you don't make truffles with marinara. You're not supposed to do it with a red sauce. But she did it. It was unbelievable. But next to that, Urchietti with sausage and rapini. That's my favorite. <laughs> Do you make it yourself, Bill? Hell yeah. Amazing. Gene, <laughs> <laughs> Gene, this one's for you. You're a big Beatles yeah. guy. You have to bring one Beatles album to a desert island. What are you bringing? The White Album. Nice. I would go with that. I'd go with that because it's a double album. You get more music for the buck, right? And it's just, yeah. it's just got, it's got such a variety of of song styles and uh, so many great ones on there. Unfortunately, they weren't getting along in, as well during the making of that, but still, the the end result is amazing. Bill, little baseball question: If you had to pick one, this is for our New York audience. I'm going to hit. Are you team Derek? Team Derek Jeter or Team Alex Rodriguez? Jeter. Hey, nice swing you got there, Billy. Right now, I know you're. 
<laughs> That's a nice follow through you got there. Hey, can I tell you something about Gene real quick? I know course. you're doing your questions. Can I just real quick? So my our father was a pitcher, right? That's what he was drafted to be was a pitcher. Well, when Gene played baseball, he was minor league. Minor, well, yeah, he wasn't in the professional leagues. In in, in junior high school, um, he was a great pitcher. Was it junior high school or was it before that? It was earlier. Yeah, it was earlier. But my father was so impressed with him, the way he pitched, because he was really good. And he didn't continue on with it, but he had this really special, I'm going to show to you, nobody can see it, but he, had, <laughs> he used to go like this. And it would throw off, what my father loved about it was it would throw off people's timing, right? So he would go like this, he'd go. Ooh, that little hop right there. He would do a little back hop. And that would make people oh, go like, I- for a second, they would be like, what? <laughs> I know that this isn't a video podcast, but for the folks at home who might remember, like, I think it was Ben Weber who pitched for the Anaheim Angels when they won the World Series in 02. That's Gene Beretta's delivery. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, from what Bill just showed me. That was, that was, he, that's the delivery. He made it to the major leagues. If he would have stuck it out a little bit longer, Gene, you might have been on that 02 team. He was. He was really <laughs> yeah. good. He was a natural. By the way, you know, he used to embarrass us because when he would umpire, he would do it like a pro umpire. And he would just go, <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, Dad, everybody's looking at you. Just say the word, strike her out. (laughs) (laughs) Italian fathers in the uh, stands or in the audience, if you're performing, is always really fun, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yes. No problem. Um, Gene, this is probably a tough question, but favorite book you've ever written or illustrated? Hmm. Uh, it's always a tough one. And I get asked that by you know kids when I do assemblies. So I would just, because it was the book that kind of launched my career in a bigger way, I'll say Now and Ben, The Modern Inventions of Benjamin Franklin. Because that was the book that really kind of put me on the map. I, can I say but I'm my loving, favorite? I'm doing one now. Oh, sorry, I'm doing yes. one now on the, my dream project on the childhood of the painter Andrew Wyeth, uh, which I think is going to be called The Apprenticeship of Andrew Wyeth. So hopefully... People like that too. Are you using your watercolors, Gene? Because those things are, I love what you do on the art form with those. Thanks. My favorite of his is Jack the Tripper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I got there. I I didn't see that one. I saw the uh, Lincoln and Kennedy one that you did too. too. That looked really cool. I'll send you you a PDF of Jack the Tripper. I'd be honored. I would love to read that that one. Actually, I, I made that after I did my um, England visit because we went on a Jack the Ripper walking tour yep. and I was so impressed with it that I wanted to paint something that looked like Victorian England, although it's Philadelphia around the turn of the century, 19th to the 20th century. Um, wow. So anyway, that's, yeah, that was part of the inspiration wow. for that. That was a good one. I, I can't wait to see what you do next, Gene, honestly, like such a big talent. I can't, and I'm, I'm, I also, I have some, you know, younger nephews and, and nieces as oh, well. Cool. And I, I've, I've got to, I got to talk to my cousin about getting some Gene Beretta books in the house for, for their kids. Actually, the next, the next one that comes out is next around this time next year called starring Steven Spielberg, the making of a young filmmaker. Um, which is cool because he's shooting a film now loosely based on his childhood, which is going to come out around the same time. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And then you'll do Sinatra, right? <laughs> right. And we bring Sinatra and Prima together. 
Yes. Yes. That's what other. I'm talking about. That'll go over well with the cousins. That'll go over well with them. Um, they slept with the same woman. <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. I think I heard that through the grapevine. That's true. true. Uh, now, Bill, this one isn't necessarily a fastball, and I don't want it to be considered a parlor trick. I'm not going to ask you to do a character voice, but as a gift for my sister, Megan, and our audience, maybe can you tell them a little bit who Dr. Now is, and maybe as a gift to her, you know, we can have Dr. Now from My 600 Pound Life say a few words on Break a Bat. Dr. No oh, my God. What? <laughs> what? Where does that come from? How did you? What? I heard you. I heard you do the impression you on, an no, on another podcast. It was on Tough Pigs. I, I could not stop laughing because my sister and I, we have a family friend who reminds us way too much of Dr. Now. That is and so uh, funny. We nearly okay. broke a rib laughing. Her name's Megan? Is her name yes. Megan? Yep, Megan. Well, the thing is, is if Megan doesn't stick to the program, then we can't have the procedure. If we don't do the <laughs> procedure, then she's not going to be able to lose the weight that she wants to lose, and I'm worried about her health. If we're going to be worried about her health, then she has to start with the program. If the program doesn't work out, then we can't do the procedure. Okay, Megan, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was such a gift that was thank you for doing that though it's the it's every time he talks it's one of those like the same thing he just, just rambles brilliant. on yeah. and i think i think they cut it that way too so it's even worse like i think he already <laughs> speaks that way but then they make it an extra two to three minutes longer and it just never ends it's hysterical my son and i do it all the time it's the best thing I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Now I want to use this one to uh, wrap the show. And um, it's a question that we do ask on every break of bad episode, but um, I'd like to know the fact about Gene Beretta and the fact about Bill Beretta that would surprise people the most, but I want Gene to give the answer or the fact about Bill and Bill you about mm, Gene. How does that's that sound? Good, man. Good. Uh-oh. Oh, who, you go first. No, I'm you're going think. first. You're working on something. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm trying to. I, I have one, but I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you later. Oh. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm, I'm not even thinking about mine. I'm waiting for yours. Okay. I got to think about yours. <laughs> uh, something surprising about Gene. Okay. I got it. Well, Want me to go? Yeah. When Gene was in college, he went to Bridgeport University. He had a stash in his ceiling <laughs> of about a hundred joints wrapped in strawberry wrapping, uh, <laughs> strawberry papers. And that's, and we, I would go and visit him and we would just get wasted. <laughs> and everybody loved, everybody loved Gene's strawberry joints. Oh, thank you very much for making that public. <laughs> I hope my son watches. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right, all right. Okay, touche. That's not a bad one. one. Time, it's a fun one. <laughs> Billy, was, Billy was so drunk once that we were walking the city streets, and I was trying to keep him from like walking into traffic and stuff. <laughs> and he broke into a car. Broke into a car. 
Yeah. I did not. You did. What car? You don't even remember. No, I remember getting a fight with it a was, police well, officer, it, it, but I don't remember. Well, right. The car. Well, it was it was unlocked, but you got into this car that was unlocked. Oh, I opened the door and oh. Yeah. But then I got in a fight I, with a cop. Was, I thought that was the one you were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when was that? And you were like, "Don't, just Billy, don't, don't." I remember that. Was that the same night? Yeah. The same night. Oh yeah, like like this happened all the time. I was just <laughs> drunk. <laughs> No, but it wasn't a cop. It wasn't a cop, but I'm not going to say what no, it no, was. No, 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 that was, no, not Bob. That was a, not, that was the same night. Both things happened. I got in a fight with our uh, friend, I, and not a fight, but like a, a thing, and then the cop was the another thing. I was going to start a fight with him, and my, I don't know if it was you or somebody else was pulling me back. They were like, don't, don't, man, oh. don't. <laughs> You remind me of my cousin Franco when I bring him around all my like Irish and German friends. They're like, wow, Franco, did you really beat up the Italian police? He's always like the hero of every one of his own stories, and he knows how he always makes it away unscathed. That's how I imagine this. Well, no, no, and, and I'm that's I mean, you know, what was I twenty? How old? Four or something? We were all young, you know. But um, I don't think I mean I wasn't an out and out drunk all the time or anything like that, or trying to no, pick no, fights no. with police officers or anything you know it was all fun and we all just had fun you were doing it on your your you had a, a weekend leave from juvie <laughs> <laughs> that's right when they let me and out the, that one time <laughs> you guys are freaking awesome honestly i am so grateful i got to hang out with you for an hour thank you like so thank much you. for being here that's fellas you guys are absolutely amazing thanks you've been great Al. great fun. questions it's been yeah. really fun thank you all right. You're very welcome. And uh, for the folks at home, be sure to check out what the Beretta brothers are up to on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just a great way to spend a couple hours each week. Love what these guys are up to. And uh, I can't thank you all enough for listening to Break a Bat tonight. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This is Al Malafrante signing off for Break a Bat in the Broadway Podcast Network and visit GeneBeretta.com. And he wrote over that i don't think that's part of the website i think you meant it's a, <laughs> we'll see you in how about the front we'll see you next time and the game is over <laughs> <laughs>
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.